The following presentation is brought to you by KMMedia.pro. Please visit KMMedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present... Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Positive Talk Radio, my name is Kevin McDonald, and we are very uh, uh, gifted today. We have a wonderful gal that's with us. She is an animal communicator, an energy healer. Um, She does... um, something called a heart walk ceremony that we're going to talk about. She does energy healing. Um, And she's been around a little while, so she can really be helpful to people. So um, Ann Lally is with us. And if you want to follow along, you can go to an ancient conversation.com. And I, I, I know I probably asked you the first time that we interviewed, but an ancient conversation.com. What does that mean to you? Sure. So the reason I chose it, it was a number of years ago, I was reading um, John McDonough's, John O'Donohue, excuse me, uh, book. And he was a Jesuit priest in Ireland. And he was also a poet. And he would talk about the West Coast of Ireland, which is where some of my ancestors are from. And he would talk about how the ocean and the the um the cliffs of the west coast of ireland had been engaged in this ancient conversation and i was just really taken with that because you know as as humans we've known how to communicate with plants and animals and our ourselves and um our inner being for thousands of years and it's just been in the last few hundred that we've kind of lost that and so that's why I wanted to um, sort of honor that with that title. Why do you th- why do you think we lost it? Uh, I think I think a lot of it. I think I think part of it was religion, right? So someone comes in and says, uh, "You don't know anymore." This person does. So that's part of it. I think a lot of it, it. But if you still worked the land, like I think that the Amish people who were still very close to the land probably still talk to their animals, right? Can hear what their animals or what their crops have to say to them. I think when you moved into cities and you became dis, uh, disconnected from, from nature and you were living in a, a concrete box or whatever, that uh, you kind of lost that ability. Yeah, living in the city is a different experience than being in the country. Yeah. It, it really is. So, so you're an animal communicator. Mm-hmm. And you and you work with animals, and you also work with people, and you, you've got. And we wanted to focus. We talked last time about, and if you want to go back into the archives of PositiveTalkRadio.net, uh, the, her past interview is there, and we talked a lot about animal communication. And shoot, I was going to get me a doggy, and I haven't figured out how to do that yet, uh, and stuff. But uh, but we wanted to talk about the heart walk ceremony. What is the heart walk ceremony. What is a heart walk ceremony? So your energetic heart contains your hopes and dreams, right? And it contains lots of information about what you came here to do as a soul during this incarnation. It also holds some, it also holds your, your traumas, right? For sure. There's a, so I'll, I'm really going to answer this question in a minute. There's a, there's an outfit, there's a research center, I think it's in the Bay Area called the HeartMath Institute. Okay. And they have actually done studies about how your heart knows ahead of time. Your heart is constantly receiving information and it actually knows 
what you know, what you're going to see or what you're going to hear five seconds ahead of time. And they've done, they've done research studies on this and they've been able to prove that. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, so where does that come from? Do you suppose? So I, 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 it's part of our innate ability to sense the world around us and to know what is good and bad for us. And having that a little bit of foreknowledge of that is part of that. Um, I, you know, the last couple of years have been really kind of horrible, right, for a lot of people. And there's been so much confusion and everybody wants to tell you what you should do or what's right, um, all of that stuff. But really, at the end of the day, your, your heart, your body system knows what's best for you. Okay, so let's go back to what is a heart walk ceremony. So a heart walk ceremony is when I take a shamanic journey. So I go um, into sort of a trance. I go into a trance, not sort of a trance. And I journey to your energetic heart and I get information from your heart. A lot of the times there will be, and I see, I, I can see pictures and I can hear things. And I also... Uh, get a sense of knowing. So those are those are the clairs, right? The clairvoyance is the seeing, the clairaudience is the hearing, and the clairsentience is the knowing. Those are the ones that I usually get. Sometimes I'll get smells and sometimes I'll get tastes as well. And which is kind of interesting, but it doesn't happen very often. And I use those skills so I can see what's going on on the outside of someone's heart. I'll just use myself as an example. When I first had this done, um, the person who did my heart walk said, okay, I'm standing outside your energetic heart and there's these big iron doors with rivets on them and there's a big padlock on it. And I was like, oh, um, okay. <laughs> I think maybe I'm a little closed down in the heart area. <laughs> so um, the person then I guess we'll say negotiated uh, and with my energetic system and said that they were there to help and that, that nothing, um, that they, that they were basically a hollow bone for spirit and they were just there to listen, not to be engaged or involved in any way. So the person finally came in and, um, saw a bunch of stuff and it was kind of like age, it was, I guess it was ages. So, and that's what I see is someone, you know, maybe in toddler uh, to eight or so years old and like what's going on with them. Are they inside? Are they outside? Are they swinging on a swing outside? Are they peering outside? What's in the room with them? I, I talked to one woman and there was a crib in there with her and I don't, what I don't, I don't in, interpret what I see. I just tell people what I see. And if they want to have a conversation about, the interpretation later, we can do that. But in the moment, I'm just telling them what I see. And so she had told me that she'd had a, a big trauma when she was in a, when she was crib aged and that that's why it was still there. And she was like, Oh, I understand now I'm, I'm ready to let this go. And so that was the process that she went through as part of the heart walk ceremony um, to, to understand what was happening with that with that crib. And so then we go through and sometimes um, some uh, someone's grandmother has shown up before. She showed up as uh, the good Glinda, the good witch of the, of the Eve. <laughs> and when I, um, when I told her that uh, afterwards, when we were talking, she said, that is how everyone describes my grandmother. She said, I've never met her. But that's how everyone describes her as Glenda, the Good Witch of the East. So that was pretty um, confirming to me. Oh, you and, yeah. Yeah. And um, sometimes the people, like I said, like, so in this case, someone showed up. Sometimes they they don't, they, they kind of show up and with a message, but I don't see them physically. I just hear what they have to say. And uh, it just really depends on what is in your heart to come up at that moment. Yeah. It's, so it's the energy that's within your heart. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you can tap into that and you can see what is going on with that individual. And you can now do you change the energies? How do you do? How do you work with that? So sometimes I ask permission to change the energies. Uh, so like with particularly with the outside of the heart, um, I, I've noticed that um, like one person had or a number of people have had someone sort of sitting outside their heart, like a, a sort of what I'll call a, um, a disassociated younger self. And through the process of the heart walk, we can, we can welcome them back into the heart. They, they become sort of reparented back in, in the heart as part of this process. So they were actually like, like locked out. Yes. Uh, it's like, it's like you, you haven't done a nice thing. So we're going to lock you out of here. That's right. Or I don't like what's going on in there. <laughs> right. I'm just going to sit out here because this person is not, this person is not in their heart and that's where I want to be. And whatever's going on in there is not where I want to be. So, so it goes both ways. How do you, how can you tell if somebody's in their head and not in their heart? That usually comes through uh, through a number of different signs, and there's they're often particular to that person. Yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, yeah, that's that's where I go when when I'm in my head," or um, that's and 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 also what the what the energetic heart looks like. So sometimes it looks like castles or i had one woman that looked like a submarine <laughs> so um if they're if they're locked down right they'll they'll have that sort of iron gate submarine things oh. i'm still here okay so it's it's um, not like they're they're standing outside your your physical heart as it's pumping but it's no. your energetic heart which is much bigger and less defined yes some people call it the high heart it's not even really what 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 people call the heart chakra it's um it's a little bit more than that so i was going to ask you is there a difference between the heart chakra and the energetic system and then then what this is yes because this is more um see what is i want to say this is more Oh gosh, <laughs> chaotic is the word that comes to mind. That's not really the word I'm looking for. Um, hi, Gary. <laughs> um, Gary says hi. Yes. Um, it's more in motion, right? The sh- the chakras are more about energy, about movement. There, that's the word I'm. That's the word I'm looking for is movement. Whereas what I am seeing when I'm reading someone's heart chakra, I mean, I'm sorry, energetic high heart is more sort of their spirit. Ah. Yeah. See, now, I've always wondered about this. So so help me here, because I know you've done the experience quite a bit. We have our energetic self, which I consider to be our soul. Is that that correct? Yes. I think it's both and. It's soul and other things. It's the, yeah, it's, it's the physical, right, energy stuff that goes on in here but it's also sort of the larger. So how do we know? So we all have a soul and it's always right here with us. Mm-hmm. How do we know and how can we tap into, I assume that's part of the work is how do, can we tap into what our soul and what our life purpose actually is? Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is about getting quiet being, and I, I, I know people say this all the time, being out in nature as much as you can like, and not, and you can be doing stuff for sure. I mean, if you like going hiking and, you know, just sort of getting all of those endorphins and all of that, that plays into it, but you can also just go out. Um, I know a number of people who just go out and um, I, I'm going to say though, I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to say the phrase. <laughs> I was going to say the phrase that I'm not because people become uh, upset when, when, um, this phrase is used sometimes. So, oh come on, a, a vision quest. Okay, like so. Oh, okay, right, and that's so somewhat. Um, uh, I can't think of the word. Okay, um, so but go and just sit out in the middle 
of a river, right? I know someone who, when there's not rain, right, when it's the low season, like goes out, wades out to a, a bar, a sandbar essentially in a river, takes a bunch of jugs of water with her and sits out there for two or three days and, and just listens to herself and listens to spirit. And so it's really about getting away and getting quiet. And that that's really important. Is, is there a conversation that you initiate or do you just wait for it to kind of come on to you? It's usually comes on to you. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, but, but it's once you quiet down enough to hear them, right? You can, you, they'll, what, they'll talk to you all the time. I, I will say that my guides are, and, and my soul, people have this sort of really lofty idea of, oh, it's all spiritual and whatever. And, and mine are hilarious. I mean, <laughs> um, I, 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 if they are positive or neutral, they're your, they're your peeps, right? If they're negative, not you, not your peeps. It's something else that's trying to interfere for you. And you can just tell it to pass, pass. Right. Well, and, and I would suspect if they're working with us down here, that they have to have a sense of humor. Absolutely. There's so much that goes on that, that here that they just have to have a sense of humor. Yeah. And yeah. Which, which is really good now. So, so when we transition and our soul leaves our body, does it stay relatively the same? Do you have any idea if, because see, I, I like that I have a sense of humor and, and stuff like that. And I don't want that necessarily to go away when I, when I go to the other side. So are we kind of the same over there than they are here? Do you have any idea? I, yes. And more so. Right. So you'll be even more hilarious. <laughs> You're going to be bigger. You're going to be even more hilarious. <laughs> right. Bigger, larger than life. Just not right. Um, it just. And once you and once you sort of lose all of the cares of this 3D world. Right. It like you, you'll be more you'll be more funny. Um, and I. I, everyone has their, I have to tell you the story. Everyone has their own version of what heaven is like, right? And there's books that even Alexander and all the different books that talk about what they've seen. Um, when, when one of my grandmother or my uncle or someone died, um, someone said, well, they're just, um, they're up in heaven playing cards. And I thought, oh God, <laughs> please don't make that what heaven's like for me. I don't want, I don't want to go. If that's what, if I'm just going to sit around and play cards for, for eternity, I, I'll pass. <laughs> we know it was interesting when my father passed away, he was an avid golfer. Mm -hmm. And, and she told me that, that he was, you know, golfing and he has new shoes because his feet hurt a lot when he and he's got new shoes and and he's golfing so and he loved to play golf with his buddies mm -hmm. so that's i think part of the experience that we get to create for ourselves when we get over there yeah i would agree with that and that's a lot of it's a lot when you look at it that way mm -hmm. i know people that have that have lost people and they and they grieve horrifically Mm -hmm. for years and years and years about about their losses um but if you look at it from the standpoint of they're fine they're happy they're getting to do exactly what they want to do and they're checking in on you from time to time why would you be sad about that yeah yeah it's the it's the loss of i the either the smell or the connection but if you if you try and if you practice you can connect with people, right? Um, there used to be someone, I can't even remember their names, but uh, this woman would was a channel for her deceased husband because they came up with a system before he died of how he was going to communicate with her. And yep. so, yeah, he they just, they had that planned. And so they, that's how she, she knew he was around. That's, and I really think that if you pay attention, you will know, that people are around my, my brother passed two years ago. I know he's around my mother mm -hmm. passed last year. I know she's around cause she keeps nagging me, yeah. um, you know, so <laughs> that's right. And you know, people think um, that when you hear 
the, your their voice in your head. Oh, uh -huh. well, that's just me remembering or you like putting their voice to that. And that's not necessarily true. That could be the person talking to you and you just don't realize it or you don't have the, the sort of experience with that that helps you understand that. It requires a belief structure and to trust what you're hearing. And mm -hmm. if you don't have that because of religion or you know, like you're, it's, you're, they're not allowed to talk to us. They're not, they're over there, but they're segregated and, and it's the angels that can talk, but they, they're not aware of us anymore and stuff like that. There are some religions and some people who uh, feel that way about it. I, I think that it's just all energy and, yeah. uh, and that they're there and uh, they, their body stopped working. And, mm -hmm. and so they got rid of the, the, the Chrysler that doesn't work anymore. And so now they're waiting, shopping for a new car to come back and do it again. Yeah. Well, and I, they're also like a soul can come and have many different incarnation incarnations at once. So, right. You could, you could see someone. And I had this experience one time, like this person was walking by me and it's like, Oh my God. God, like I like I'm I'm watching myself walk down. I mean, I like there was this instant recognizability. I don't think that that person understood it because they didn't have the shocked look on their face like I did. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that does happen, and and who knows the other places that you are. And sometimes I, when I get into dire straits, I think, all right, there's another part of me. There's another part of my soul somewhere at some time right because time is is a construct here on earth and right. that is that is communic that knows how to do this thing and i need them to tell me what what i'm doing wrong and i mean this isn't nuclear physics or operating on a you know on a brain or anything it's just trying to figure out i, I don't whatever small task i'm involved with but um but often they will come in and and Oh yeah, this is how you do it. And like, oh, okay, now I understand. And off I go, and off they go, and you know. <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. Well, and it's a, it's a, it's a much bigger world, and and with all the energy around it and all that kind of stuff. So, and I've forgotten. So remind me, how did you get started doing uh, animal readings and and heart walk ceremonies and energy healing and all of that? So I, um. I didn't know that I could, I, I kind of knew that I could hear animals. I had a dog tell me what her name was back 30 years ago, 25 years ago. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Right. But then I started, so I started taking shamanic practitioner classes and I really enjoyed those. And it was a three year program and we learned how to, clear houses and bless houses and do baby blessings and all of the th just all of do soul retrievals all of the things the heart walks was part of that and when i was done i thought so what do i do now right do i go downtown and rent a shop and hang up a shingle like shamanic practitioner soul retrievals done here uh so i didn't do anything right because i I, I, I'm, I was a librarian. I didn't like people who are massage therapists have a little bit better uh, client, you know, like a client base to sort of start to work from. I didn't have that. Nobody in the library wanted to hear about soul retrievals. So um, before you go past that, what exactly is soul retrieval? So a soul retrieval is sort of like I was talking about when there's a part of yourself sitting outside your heart. But it can also be when there is, uh, like I was in a, a terrible car accident when I was 17 years old and a part of my soul was just like, I'm out, right? And it was still sitting there at that intersection where I had had this this car this car accident. And so then a person did a, a, a shamanic practitioner did a soul retrieval on me and brought back and kind of negotiated with that part of me, brought back that part so that I had a more complete soul. So did it leave because it didn't want to be hurt and, and, and so it split off? Yes. The trauma was just too much. And so that happened, that, I mean, it happens with small things. Like when someone did a soul retrieval for me, 
Um, when I went to university, uh, I was all of a sudden not studying anymore, right? I was just like, this is fantastic. <laughs> um, so, um, and so when I, I had a soul retrieval, the bookish part of me was like, I, I didn't want any part of that. So I just stayed back here in the library. And so the person went back and, and got that so that I could be more complete and whole. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. So you've been working with spiritual practices for a long, for a long time now. Yeah. yeah. So that's the short version. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the long version is that you have a website and you take clients and you help people uh, in all kinds of ways, get in more touch with themselves, their animals, their personal spirituality, how they want to live their lives. I assume mm -hmm. that's all part of the package. It's all part of the package. The energy healing can help um, clear people's energy fields. So say you're a massage therapist or a, a counselor or someone who works with the public a lot and you're empathic. And you'll just end up with all of that energy in your field every day. And it just kind of starts to build and build and build until you kind of don't know who you are. And so the energy healing can help clear that and get things sort of moving along in your energy field again. Yeah. Ah, where does that, when you get stuck like that, where does the energy go when you release it? It starts to, it just starts to flow better through your body. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's kind of like having um, a blocked artery or something that you're, you're, it is. Yeah. you're eliminating the blocked artery. Mm -hmm. And when you take other people's energy, so when I take, I'll just put it that way, when I uh, clear other people's energy field, I tend to, again, I'm sort of in a trance and I tend to send it to the sun to be re reformatted <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it. And redistributed because energy, as we know, never dies. That's right. It just changes, uh, changes shape. Or yeah, just needs to be cleaned up and brightened, and um, yeah, spit back out. Now, Karen Thomas says, "Oh, hi, hey, Anne. The heart hey, water is amazing," she says. And Thank and stuff. So so we 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 implore our audience to give you a call. Now, do you do it on the phone? Can you do it on the phone? I usually do. I need to do it mostly over Zoom. Ah. But I also can do it in person, but I usually do it over Zoom. And that's because it's more convenient or? It's more convenient. People feel more comfortable in their own homes. Yes. Yeah. That That is true. And, and, and nowadays it works out just perfectly. I mean, the format that I use, which is StreamYard, it, it allows me to go live to a bunch of locations. There are people tuning in from you know five or six different locations so it's pretty cool yeah it's 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 pretty cool where do you see yourself going from here my friend i see myself doing more animal communication sessions i i really i hadn't done one in a little while and i did one the other night and it was so much fun <laughs> i just love them so much animals are hilarious and they they have really interesting insights about life and about what's going on in their homes. And I just, I just adore them. And I, the other thing I plan to do is to start teaching classes and holding webinars. And so I'm working on that right now. And I'm really excited about that. What kind of classes do you want to do? I want to do intuitive development classes. Oh, that's a Now that's a big topic because yeah. we all have the ability, but it's a matter of learning how to use it. Yes, exactly. Now, inherently, do some people have more ability than others? Yes, but everyone is intuitive. And, you know, part of it, too, is just, and this this is what, when I started doing animal communication, I had to do a, a lot of animal readings before I could get, because the person I took it from certified me. And Did so I had to do like 300? I had something? to do 65. Ah, Right. And so, and, and we practice, and then I practiced for 18 months, 18 to 24 months, every Tuesday night with people and that like getting the confirmation that what you're hearing or what you're seeing is correct helps with that intuitive development. Wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. And have you known anybody that has really made 
strong leaps and, and bounds that they could do a lot more um, after the classes? Yes, absolutely. I consider myself one of those people. I, I, <laughs> and I, I can hear when people are like, when my guides are like, no, you need to turn this way, not that way. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's, it can be as mundane as that. And there's an accident over here, right. That I missed. And so I didn't get balled up in traffic or uh, it happened the other day in the grocery store. That's the apple that you want. Not that one. I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's it's your apple. Okay, well, if it's my apple, then it'll it'll suit my body better than this apple. That's not my apple. I mean, that sounds kind of odd, but it's really, it's like everything is set up to sort of support you. And so as long as you take advantage of those support things and you start making the moves in listening, then you'll hear more too. Like, and just, you know, do things that seem not to matter is there an apple in here that's mine, right? In a bin, or is there one of these peaches or a cucumber or whatever, or this box of rice aroni that's mine, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> then, you know, you just kind of, you can just start practicing that way. Well, you know, it's really kind of interesting because a lot of people just don't believe it. Even if they, they think that it, they're trying, but they're really not trying because they're putting up a block between it's like, I don't think I can do this. I'm pretty sure I can't do this, but teach me how to do this. It's hard to teach somebody who says they can't do it. Yeah. Or, oh, that's just all BS, right? Okay, well, <laughs> it's like you're not going get to any, get anywhere with that. So suspend disbelief for an hour and see what happens. Now, when you're talking to somebody and you come up with something that's startling, does it startle you too? It doesn't startle me. What happens when I get something that I know is just bang on. And for that person is that I start, I get chills. Ah. I get that a lot um, yeah. from, from various people that, that that's almost like uh, you're getting not tickled, but there's a breeze coming your way. Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a cool breeze and, and it causes your skin to stand up and take notice. Yes, exactly. It's, it really is. It really is remarkable that, that you're doing all of this work and, and uh, having such a good time doing it. It's I, kind do. of I really have a good time doing it. I love it. It's, um, it's what I it's, it's my mission. It was what I was put here to do. And I'm 50 something years old and I've just kind of figured out my mission for this part. I mean, so you know, people talk about, I don't know, maybe not everyone does, but there, you have the Saturn return, right? Around the age of 29 or 30, when you, you start to like figure out what you want to do with your life. Like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And then you get a second Saturn return. And that looks a lot different. And that's where I am now is sort of, I'm on the cusp of the second Saturn return. And it, it wants you to be more spiritual. It wants you to be more intuitive and it wants you to be sort of less about the external world and more about the internal world. That, that makes, that makes total sense. That, that, that really makes total sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, so by the way, if you want to get in touch with Anne, you can do that by going to, um, an ancient conversation.com and, uh, you can get all the information you need to do get there now i'm looking at your energy healing that's in a different whole whole different language on on your website it is it's because i haven't finished it yet <laughs> it's latin <laughs> <laughs> it's that's latin i had it no idea. it's, it's the, yeah it's um you speak latin no oh <laughs> filler text that's the website that web developers use Oh, okay. I yeah. thought maybe the, I thought maybe this was something really unique and special. No. Um, no. So, so the one thing I wanted to ask you is is because um, you've been doing this a while um, is um, the ethics of doing what you do. Are there, are there kind of rules that you follow to make sure that you're doing the right things? Yes, I only ask for what is in the highest and best good for everyone concerned. So that's number one. I don't do anything without asking someone's permission. And 
I don't t with I don't tell anyone's names, obviously, unless they give me the unless they tell me that I can. Um, which some people have. You can tell my story. I don't I don't I don't give people's names for that. I just use stories. And because that's grossly unethical. Um <laughs> in my in my book anyway. And I I try to keep it if I can as vanilla as possible when I talk about what's going on. And by the way, uh this is um Sheelian Dodd and he's from Jamaica. Hello. Hi uh, from Hi to Jamaica. Oh, and he has a question for you. Great. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming uh, Marcellius, uh, is he having second thoughts on giving me the house? Yes. He's, basic, he's basically reviewing his options right now. And making sure it's the right decision for him. <laughs> and he says, oh, wow. <laughs> I know that that may have been a shock that you weren't quite ready for, but, uh, you know, that's one of the yeah, one I, of I, doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It's just, right. yeah. Well, especially, especially when we're talking about, you know, did you mean giving you the house or selling you the house? And he says, yes. Um, so I don't know what that, if that means one or the other, but okay. um, you know, but, but that's, a, that's nice of you to uh, chime in and talk with us. Is this someone that you know? No. Oh dear. He's okay. Now you have to, you have to. Oh, you know, He's okay. pissed over something he heard her, her head me say. Yeah. So was giving oh he was uh was giving it to me. It's been built. That's awfully nice of somebody. It is it is. I would stay in your power, stay calm, and just be grateful. Express gratitude. And it'll all come to pass. Yeah. I, I I really believe that because there's, you know, there's some things happen, you know, the law of attraction. I know you believe in the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it's, it's funny how the law works. You really have to be, you really have to pay attention. You uh, do. And you, the other thing is lack of specificity, uh -huh. right? So what has always worked for me, and I have <laughs> had enough examples of this in my life where um, I'll, I'll get to you, Shelly, and that I think I want this thing, right? Right. But it's not really what's in my best and highest good what's in my best and highest good is this other thing. And if I get this thing, let's just say it's a, it's a man, right? If I get this man who I think I love, who I think loves me, but it just doesn't work out. That means there's something better coming along because that, if that was what was I, I, the person I was supposed to have in my life, um, I would, but it's not the person I'm supposed to have in my life. It's this other person that's, that's just waiting for this person to be out of it. I have to tell you a story, but to answer him first. Okay. Um, should you go see? Should I go see him on Monday or stay away? Yeah, or stay away. I see. So just okay. I here, this is a picture I'm getting. I would go see him. I'm seeing you. Bring bringing him a pot of food, um, to sort of break bread that break bread with. Food always helps. Yeah, just um, I wanted you. To, I you know I, I made this. It it looks like some sort of a stew. Um, 
and I don't know if you make it or if you someone else makes it or if you buy it or whatever, but um, yeah, there's this, um, I, it's, I, I hear peace offering. I don't know that that's really what it is, but um, just as a, as a gesture. And, and he's from Jamaica, don't you know? So there's lots of things you can do in Jamaica, that, uh, and it could be a fish stew, it could be any anything like that. And well, he says he's afraid of going. Is, are you afraid of going because of your safety? Right. If it's safety, don't go. <laughs> right. Yeah. He told someone, I, he, told, he said he told somebody I shouldn't come back. Oh. Well, if, if, if it's a man... And and yes, I can cook. Of course, you can cook. Um, but if if it's a matter of safety, then then don't go and and let the universe take care of it in its Absolutely. own good time. Yeah. So that's see, and even I get hits occasionally. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, We're all intuitive. Yep. Yes, in, indeed. So oh, I was going to tell you a story. Okay, right about the law about the law of attraction. My oldest son was um, a year ago, right at this time, a year ago at this time, he was living in a two-bedroom apartment with his uh, a Labrador retriever. He um, didn't like the apartment. He had a neighbor upstairs that was loud, and he, he really didn't like living there anymore. He wanted to get a house, but he couldn't see how he was going to get a house of uh, he had, he had a job that he didn't like. He was working a lot of hours, and they were being mean to him and, and stuff like that. And he also wanted a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I said and I said to him, you know, Travis, oops, okay, Fred, you know what you've got to do? <laughs> I said, you know, what you need to do is to just sit with it and decide what you really, really want and how you want it. Be specific about it, and it will come true. And he said, Dad, you know, you do this positive talk radio show. I think you're friggin' nuts. And, uh, it, and that will never happen like that. And I said, well, you know, well, you can say what you want. Um, oh, by the way, uh, Shelly uh, is sending us love. So I appreciate that. Thank you. And he said thank you as well. Um, so so he, he was like, Dad, you're nuts. That, that kind of stuff just doesn't happen and so forth. Well, my mother had just died in July. Um, and my father and mother's estate was relatively substantial. And I'd always told the kids, my kids, that I would, uh, send them, uh, some of that before, before the, before I died so that I could see them and use it and use it well. And so, um, I gave him, so that happened. And then, so I gave him that money. He was able to buy a house with it. Um, and he's, living in a great place right near his friends and uh so that and then and he was far away from the job that he was like having to travel two hours each way and so he looked into another job and he found the perfect place for him and they love him to death and they he loves them and he's working less hours and he's he's much happier with his job so he's got a job and he's got a house and he says yeah dad but you know and why is it that we do this we say to ourselves, you know, I'm giving the, I've been giving these gifts, but it ain't enough. And now I want, you know, I've got the house that I wanted and it's a nice little house. And, uh, um, I've got the job that I wanted and, but I don't have the girlfriend. And I said, well, just be quiet and sit down and think about it. Well, guess what he's got now? Yeah. The, the girlfriend showed up and it, so, so now it was dad's turn to say, I know it's positive talk radio, but I believe in this stuff because it's true. Mm -hmm. And that's why people like Ann come on the show because they also know it's true. And yeah. we want to convince people that it can, that it can really work for everybody's benefit. Yes. And so that, that's, that's really cool. So now yeah. he's, he's happy, 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 but except for there's always going to be something else in his world. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference between 32 and 62. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I remember hearing a story about uh, this couple and they really disliked their neighbors. They were loud and, you know, they were up all night and whatever. And they, they just wanted to get rid of like 
So they were just, they were focused on getting rid of their neighbors, right? They're just, right. They wanted these neighbors gone. Worse people moved in. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Those neighbors moved out, but worse people moved in and they had to move. It was so bad. They had to move. <laughs> isn't, isn't that just the way it goes? Just, yeah. you know, so, and my, in my humble opinion, you know, you, you um, set, you establish what your passion is. You decide what you're going to do with yourself. Then you work hard to do what you love to do and good things will happen. They just automatically will happen. And you learn who you are. I mean, they've been saying, you know, the Greeks said, know thyself. And that is really, if I, I spent so much of my life, I think about this a lot, trying to be normal, (laughs) trying to be normal, Right, to kind of do the normal things that people are supposed to do. It never worked out for me. Right, because right? you're and not I'm, normal. Right, because I'm not normal. I'm a quirky weirdo. So as long as I sort of follow that quirky weirdo path, I'm much happier. If I'm trying to, if I'm trying to behave like everybody else and want the things, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and all of that, that just, that just sucks my soul dry. I was never able to do that. And, yeah. and you know, I, I, I worked, um, um, you know, if you were to look at a chronicle thing of my life, and I'm going to do this one of these days, I've been so blessed that good things continue to happen and, based, and it's based one upon the other. Um, as an example, when I was, after my, the radio sh- show failed and, okay, didn't fail, it was on hiatus in 2003. Um, I get a call from a good friend of mine because at this point I was unemployed. I get a call that I met on the show and she became a good friend of mine. And she called me and said, my uh, partner is a supervisor with King County Metro. They're looking for drivers and you should go get hired. And so she helped me get hired at King County Metro, saved my family's life and stuff like that. But it was somebody that I had met on the radio show because of it. I never would have met her without that. Um, And so that is, it's all builds upon itself. One thing, on another if you allow it to yeah yeah so so if you if you were if you were my son's mother and he was coming to you saying i don't love my house i don't or my apartment i don't love like this i don't like that what what advice would you give him what do you right is what do you want so that's part of the law of attraction right is like well i don't want this and i don't want that and I don't want this and I don't want that. What do you want? Visualize what it is that you want. I mean, I know um, we both know Allison Roberts and she tells this story about visualizing when she was in a pretty rough place. This isn't a book, so I feel like I can talk about it. When she was in a pretty rough place, she was visualizing um, curtains with little purple flowers on them. And yes. right. And she ended up being I, I'll, rescued his maybe a little bit too strong of a word, but I don't think she would think so by someone who gave her a place to live temporarily and had the place had purple curtains. I mean, purple flowers on the curtains. And so she was, so like, is it, is she being precognitive in seeing that or is she bringing that to her? Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) She, it it came, it, it came true for her. Yeah. I think that happens to a lot of us, but a lot of us just refuse to even look at it. Yeah. Yep. You know, I've got another story for you. Can I tell you one more story? Yeah. I've got to be a little bit vague about this one, but okay. I am, uh, I'm doing positive talk radio now. I, well, two things I had, I was, I'm doing positive talk radio. I was full-time employed as a bus driver. And I said to the universe, I want to do the radio full time. And I really want to create something special and do this all the time. And so, I, but I was bus driving all the time, so I couldn't. I was doing maybe one or two a week and, and was couldn't really get started with it. So the universe in its wisdom, as I was moving into the new house that they provided for me, um, that was uh, it's a mobile home and I, can, I could, could buy it cash and, and I could live it in it without spending a lot of money, and as I was moving in here, I fell and tore and tore my rotator cuff on my right arm and had to have surgery on that. Then I fell and tore my, my left arm up, had to have surgery on that. And uh, 
And so I became disabled technically. I couldn't drive a bus anymore yep. and uh, uh, because my arms don't work like they used to. And that allowed me the opportunity to be able to do this full time. Yep. And they just knew how hard-headed I was and that it was going to take something cataclysmic to <laughs> change my ways. That's right. I always use with grace and ease and for the highest good of all concern, right? Because, because part of it, too, is that if it's just energy, right, we know what's catastrophic in our lives. But external energies maybe don't know that so much. It's like, well, you said you wanted... You work full time, so here, right? And so, like, that's why I, I just not sort of like really put it out there that this has to happen because I don't want to lose my job or the job that you know pays for my passion and my mission right now. Yeah, exactly. And and the the second story I'll tell you just recently happened. Um, I'm doing this and I'm spending money doing it because I, I love it and I want to grow the brand and all that. But, but right now it's not making any money, which is fine. Um, and, and although I would like to hire more people and to do more. So from that standpoint, I would like more money. And, uh, and I'm about to turn 65 and uh, in, in March or May, I get this letter from a company that I haven't worked for for 20 years. And it was uh, Alliant Food Service, what was bought by U.S. Food Service. And they said, uh, we need to make sure your address is correct so that we can make sure that your pension goes to the right place. Uh, what? A pension? And, and uh, so I called them and I said, I have a pension? And they okay. said, well, we're not sure and stuff like that, but we can't tell you if you do or not. But if you do, you'll get paperwork in the mail. And so I, so I forgot about it. And, uh, and two weeks ago, I get this packet in the mail that says, um, your birthday is in September, um, and so your pension is coming due, and so here's what your pension is. And it was five figures. And it was like, I had no, I had no earthly idea that that was even possible. Yeah. Um, and then you let it, so it showed up. So it gave my, it elongated the timeline for me to continue to do this and afford to put it together so that to give it time to mature and grow. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? It does. Mm -hmm. But it was weird because yeah. I had no earthly idea. Yeah. So, yeah. so let me ask you, you're, you're a psychic one. Mm -hmm. Is this, is, is my little dream going to, going to flower and bloom Yes, but it is a long process. Yeah. Yeah. It just, um, but the, they also say you're in it for the long, for the long haul. Oh, I ain't going anywhere. Yeah. I, and this is, this is, this is what I do. And that's why, you know, talking to people like you is really important mm -hmm. for me. And because you, you're very talented at what you do. Thank you. And I would love for people to go uh, talk to you. And you can do that by going to an ancient conversation.com. And is it an at an ancient conversation.com if they want to email you? It is a n n at mm -hmm. at a ancient conversation.com. And <laughs> so many <A's. laughs> you, you do that better than me. So maybe you should do that. Okay. Um, and a n n at an ancient conversation com very good and if you go there you can uh she you can work with her one-on-one -on -one. you can if you've got we haven't talked about your animal communication which is a really stellar yeah, and it's, it's pretty amazing so if, if you've got an animal issue if you've got a behavioral issue if you've got an animal that's passed over and you'd like to talk to him she can do all of that for you mm -hmm. can i can i tell you my favorite behavioral issue story yes it's very short. So uh, I was working with someone. Okay, I was working with someone who, whose dog was digging holes, and it was a it was a re a relatively recent um, addition to her her family, and it was she was like I this I cannot have a dog digging holes all over my yard, and I said, well, what would you rather have the dog do? And she said, I would like the dog she uh, to be on rat patrol. 
And so I worked with the dog and the dog does not dig holes anymore. And it sits, it has a, she has a deck and she has a stump on the deck and it sits on this, this dog sits on the stump and monitors the yard for, for rats. (laughs) That's that's pretty cool. Well, you know, dog has to have a job. The dog has to have a job. That's right. And if the, then that's a good job. I, mean, I, I was thinking maybe if he was digging holes, he was looking for snakes or something. But yeah, no, he was just digging holes because, and it would, the other thing that happened during the animal communication is that uh, I, I think that he had been given up by a couple that were, were too elderly to care for him any longer. And so he was, he was pretty anxious. And so I worked with him on that as well. And then, and then sort of redirected that energy into rat patrol. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's really cool. But, and by the way, um, if you, this happened to my son, they, they went and they bought, because my son grew up with a border collie (laughs) and this border collie was, he was a great dog and, but he was a little older and my son, when he was real young, doesn't remember what a year old border collie is like. (laughs) And so when he really got that memory of, of that dog, he was five um and four or five and and so he didn't recognize that a brand new border collar there are two things number one they've got to have a job they've got to be busy you've got to keep active and they also pick up the energy that's within the house yes and i know all dogs do that but border collies seem particularly attuned to it Mm -hmm. and so if, if the energy is bad or if it's if it's kind of wonky then they end up being kind of wonky yes so, so they end up having to give him up. Yeah. That's probably best, right? I know someone that, that had a border collie, and this was before I did animal communication <laughs> consciously. And I was like, you've got to get that dog somewhere else because, you know, it was basically they they had this very lavish lifestyle that really didn't include a dog. I mean, they liked having a dog, so the dog spent a lot of time in a crate and it was oh, that's terrible yeah it was so unhappy so they eventually did um find it a new home well and a border collie you have to be willing to run it literally for hours yes i know yeah. someone who run, runs their border collie five miles a day and it still has energy to burn <laughs> oh yeah well you know what i used to do with my when he the, this dog was a little younger um i would take a, a racquetball mm-hmm. or a racket ball racket mm-hmm. and a golf ball and there was a, a par three golf course that they had a little area that was cordoned off that you could and i would hit that thing as hard as i could and he would run for like a quarter mile get it run back and we do this for like two hours and yeah. then and then he wanted to lay down for a few minutes and then he was like okay now what's that was what's happening now let's go yep it was amazing they're, they're amazing animals but yeah they are yeah. So, and, and I want to give you a moment to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. Okay. So I am so excited to work with people and this is what I love doing and it's my mission. And I have helped people shift their lives for the better. And I would love the opportunity to do that for you as well. And so send me an email. Uh, we can have a chat about how I might be able to help you, what's going on, and we'll get you set up and we'll get going. And even from the standpoint, just, this just hit me as well. Even from the standpoint of that you are an animal communicator, communicator but you also do the heart program um, and you also do the, the heart walk ceremonies and you also do energy healing. And so th- put that all together, you also would be a heck of a coach. I am a heck of a coach. That's true. Mm -hmm. So, and because you use your, like Allison, you use your intuitive gifts Mm -hmm. um, that can come together with and bring all of these things to bear to help somebody figure out what's going on with them. Figure out what's going on, figure out what the next steps are and have a sense of accountability to someone that you get those steps taken care of. 
and and that are manageable steps, right? That's something that people tend to do is like, I'm going to go off and I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to row a boat across the Atlantic ocean. <laughs> like, okay, well, do you know how to row a boat? <laughs> it's <laughs> step one, right? Because people do that kind of stuff. I'm just going to go, I know someone, I'm going to go windsurf Puget Sound. Have you ever been on a sailboard? No. Okay. Why don't you try a lake first? And then we'll walk up to Puget Sound. Have you, have you ever been in the water in Puget Sound? It's like 45 degrees. It is cold. Yeah. And 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 stuff. So by the way, where do you where are you? I'm up north of Seattle. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're you're real close to me. Yeah. Okay. I'm up in the Edmonds area. That's that's right. And uh I'm down in SeaTac. So <laughs> so this has been a local show and yeah. stuff. And uh, have I had you on KKNW yet? Uh, yes, but I would love to be on again. I think we should do that. I okay. think we should do that. So, so that's good. So if, you know, there's, there are people listening. If anybody's got a question for Anne, now would be the time to say hello. Yes, so we do. It's, it's, and, um, but it's awesome talking to you and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, really I have so much fun. I love talking about this stuff. Even if I'm sometimes a little stumble over my words, it's because I'm so excited. <laughs> that's, and that's okay. That's, I do too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm supposed to be a professional that does this for a living. Yeah. And I can say some people's names to save my life. Yeah. It's like, I had something to tell you. No, <laughs> that's how I always feel whenever I'm on here. Well, I'm so glad because it, it makes for a really good show. So I really appreciate you. Yeah, and thank I, you. I appreciate everything that you're doing. And uh, we'll talk again. We'll we'll do this. Um, uh, I, I do so many shows that uh, we have the opportunity to do this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know. Thank you, Kevin. This was so much fun. It's always and it. you are you are great. And uh, and by the way, call Anne again. Her name is Anne Tal Lally. <laughs> Anne Lally, and uh, and go to. Uh, and ancientconversation.com and you can get all the information you need to, yes. to work with her. And if you wait right there, I will be right back. Okay. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other.